Welcome to another podcast with City Edge Church. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey, today we are launching a brand new series, uh, as you saw on the video, called Soul Detox. Now, for some of us here, we heard the word detox and we're like, cool, yeah, that's great. For others, it might resonate and like kind of send a shudder up, the, up your spine because you've tried a detox before. Uh, for me, I think I tried a detox once. Um, it was like a lemon detox or something like that. I lasted one day. Uh, I was like, I can't do this. I can't just drink lemon drink, you know, for one whole day and eat kale sandwiches or whatever they are. You know, I can't stand it. I think Nikki, my wife, she tried to make a, she, well, not try, she made an amazing, like, kale and carrot juice smoothie thing, and, you know, it was just nasty. It was just nasty. It, not because of her cooking skills. It was amazing, but, uh, but, like, I just can't do the whole detox thing. What does detox actually mean? Um, detox is short for detoxification, which is the process of removing toxic substances from your body or from something. And so the whole theory of the detox diet or detoxing is that you go on a certain food plan or uh, ingest certain things that will help clear your body of any toxins that have built up in there. Now, whether we've ever done this or not, I'm sure we've all had the experience though of maybe having a, a couple of days in a row where you just eat unhealthy. Maybe you've been on holidays and you've been eating out a lot or you've been overseas and the food is very different to what we have here. And you kind of get to the end of it and you're like, man, I just need like salad. You know, I just need, I don't know if anyone ever actually says that, but uh, you feel like I just need like a good feed of veggies. Has anyone ever experienced that before? When I went to Italy five years ago with Nikki, uh, you know, you eat a lot of pasta in Italy um, and a lot of bread and a lot of carbs and like that's all you eat. I got to the end of it and I'm like, I just, when I get home, we're just going to cook the biggest serve of veggies because I feel like I'm getting scurvy right now. Like I've got no vitamin C in my body at all. It was horrible. I'm sure we've all experienced that idea of, you know, going from unhealthy kind of behavioral eating to wanting to eat healthy and uh, almost uh, clear our body of any toxins or anything like that. It might be that over the Easter period, you were given way too much chocolate and you've been eating it this whole last week. And you've kind of gotten to this week going, I had like three blocks of chocolate, but they're all gone now. Who stole it? But it was really you because every time you went to the fridge, you took one more piece of chocolate. Every time you went for a drink, you picked one more and you get to the end, you'll, you have chocolate guilt, you know? And, uh, and so maybe it's that uh, as well. But for us, Today, you know, it's so important that we do take care of our bodies and we do consider and take the time to consider our physical health because God does want us to be physically healthy and he does want us to honor him with this body, this gift that he's given us. Uh, It is a gift from God. But in the same way, we also need to take the time to consider the health and state of our soul. The same as taking time to consider our body, God wants us to take the time to consider our soul. Our soul is our mind, our emotions, and our will. Here's a question. When was the last time we gave our soul a checkup? When was the last time we gave not just our body a checkup at the doctors or whatever it might be, but when was the last time we sat down and really had to think and gave our soul and the state of our soul a checkup? 
Because I believe that God wants us to be looking at that and considering that because there might be some things He wants to clear out. Things that are separating, or not separating us from God, but are leading us away from God rather than leading us to God that are almost sabotaging the life that God wants for us. He wants us to clear those things out so we can live the fullest, most wholesome life that God has for us. And so today we're going to look at a scripture in Mark chapter 7. And verse 1, Mark chapter 7 and verse 1. You can turn there, uh, but it will come up on the, on the big Bible on the screen. And, uh, and we're going to read a really interesting story where Jesus actually talks about, um, he talks about your physical health, or maybe not your physical health, but um, things in your, in your body and whether that defiles you, or, uh, and also things in your heart or your soul health, your soul purity. And so we're going to read from verse 1 of, of chapter 7, and I'll pull just a couple of thoughts out of this. It'll be on the screen, as I said. It says that one day, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They noticed that some of his disciples failed to follow the Jewish ritual of hand washing before eating. Now, in brackets, Mark writes this. He says, the Jews, especially the Pharisees, do not eat until they've poured water over their cupped hands as required by their ancient traditions. Similarly, they don't eat anything from the market until they immerse their hands in water. This is but one of the many traditions they have clung to, such as their ceremonial washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles, etc. And brackets. You know what's just interesting about that? You know, as fully devoted followers of Jesus, we're always wanting to study the Bible, investigate, go a little bit deeper. And one of the important questions whenever you're reading the Bible is to ask, who was this text written to? Who, who is the recipient of this? Because that'll help you to understand why there are some things written in there. And, you know, in this, Mark gives a full explanation of Jewish practices, which probably means he wasn't writing to Jewish Christians. He was writing to maybe Gentiles like us who have no idea about these practices. But let's, let's move on. In verse 5, it says, So the Pharisees and teachers of religious law asked him, Why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. And then Jesus replied, you hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. Now let's go down to verse 14. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. All of you listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd, and his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he had just used. Don't you understand either, he asked. Can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but only passes through the stomach and goes into the sewer. By saying this, he declared every kind of food, uh, that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. And then he added, it is what comes from the inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. He really gets comprehensive in that part and just goes through everything. He says, all these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. It's a very big chunk of Scripture, and we're going to just talk through it a little bit today, and then I want to pull out some keys that I think we'll be able to apply to our life. But what is going on here? Jesus comes face-to-face with one of the dominant 
you know, Jewish movements of that time called the Pharisees, okay, the, the, the Pharisee movement. And for that particular people, whoever he was talking to, he calls them out on what he saw as their hypocrisy. They were fulfilling all of the traditions of the laws surrounding and the, uh, I guess that what had been passed down to them about the washing of hands. Now, there's nothing wrong with obviously washing your hands before you eat, but they were connected to this tradition and this, this law that they had on ceremonial washing. And what he's calling them on is the fact that their exterior on the outside was clean. On the, the exterior, if you will, was detoxed. There was, it was uncluttered. It was untoxified. It was clean. But they neglected the soul, or as Jesus calls it, the heart. They're, they're focused on the outside, but they completely miss possibly even the, mo- the more important thing is what's going on the inside of their heart. In fact, the text suggests, if we, if we read it as Marcus wrote it, that it's possible that they are looking at the way that Jesus, uh, sorry, that his disciples aren't washing their hands and consuming certain foods, not just having an external effect, but actually having a soul or spiritual effect. They're looking at it going, if you don't wash your hands, that's going to defile you spiritually in front of God. And so Jesus is saying, no, 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 you're not, you don't get it. You're missing the point. It's not what goes on outside in the ceremonial washing that will defile you. It's actually what is going on on the inside of your heart. And the word defile in the, in the Greek is kinoo, uh, which means I make unclean, pollute, or desecrate. And Jesus is saying to these people, to all the crowds that is, have gathered, and even to us today, saying, hey, it's what comes from our heart that will desecrate or pollute or make our life unclean, even in God's Eyes. It's a, he changes the way people think. It's not just what's on the outside that matters in Jesus' eyes. He goes right to the root of the problem, right to the so-called heart of the problem, and goes, no, no, it's actually the state of your soul. It's actually what's going on in your soul that matters before God. It's the state of what's going on the inside that is so important to God. Now, why is that? Why is Jesus so hung up on the state and the condition of our heart. I believe the reason is this, is because our heart is the rudder of our life. Our heart, our soul, the state of our soul determines the course of our lives because it is what's in our soul that will inevitably lead to what actions we take. It's actually what's in our soul. It's the state of what's going on in here. Listen to what Jesus says in Luke 6.45 in a very similar passage of Scripture. He says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say or what you do flows from where? It flows from what is in your heart. The condition of your soul will determine how, or the condition of our soul will determine how we behave and act. And how we behave and act will, and this is what's important, will either lead us closer to Jesus or closer to relationship with God, or will lead us a little bit further away from Him. The condition of our soul will lead to action, which will then either lead us closer to God and who He is and who He's called us to be, or will lead us a little bit further away from it. And that's why Jesus is getting so caught up on this. It's not about rules or regulation, but it's about the heart and the relationship that God wants to have with us. 
God is looking for us as fully devoted followers to be closely in intimate relationship with Him, to experience the fullness. The closer we get to Him, the, the more, um, more fully human we really do become. The more we experience of His love, the more we experience of, of His grace, the more we experience of His power, the closer we get. This is all about trying to bring humanity closer to Him. So Jesus goes right to the heart of the issue and diagnoses it for what it really is, saying it's what's in the soul that will uh, define the course of our lives. That's why it says in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Or as it says in, uh, in, in the Matthew Henry commentary about this, it says, all actions of the life flow from the heart, and therefore keeping that is making the tree good and healing the springs. Our lives will be regular or irregular, comfortable or uncomfortable, according as our hearts are kept or neglected. What is this saying? Now, church, this is like, this is not a message to condemn anyone, or, but it's a message to help us because, I don't know, I know for me, sometimes I'm like, God, why can't I get closer to you? God, why do I sometimes feel a little bit distant or disconnected? Or why am I not seeing you flow maybe in the power that I want you, or, or things like that? And sometimes it's just that the state of my soul just needs a bit of cleaning up. It's just I, I've got some things in there that are kind of causing me to take steps away from God. God's like, come on, let's clean this up so you can get closer to me. You can experience more of what I have for you. See, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, wants to remove and eliminate anything that pulls us away from relationship with Him. And this scripture is saying, hey, as Christians, our job is to be gatekeepers of our heart. It's to be gatekeepers of our soul, to almost filter and detox the things that we allow in and what we want to get out so that we can uh, be purified in our heart and get closer and closer and closer to who he is. Hey, let me give you some examples of some of the symptoms I've found, even like, I'm gonna be honest, even in my own life, of some of the symptoms of a toxic soul, of things that God wants to sort of remove that can hinder us from being close to him. I'll just list a couple off. A, a, a great symptom or a, a classic symptom is bitterness in the soul. Bitterness towards someone or something else. It's the toxin of unforgiveness. Maybe it's a lack of spiritual appetite. You know, we're more inclined uh, and I could put my hands up for this to turn on social media, um, then to open our Bible or uh, uh, re get into the Word. Maybe it's the toxin of entertainment. It could be restlessness. That restlessness is a symbol of a heart that needs a little bit of a detox. Maybe we've got this sense of being dissatisfied, of not having enough, of constantly wanting the next thing. And when I get the next thing, then I'll be okay, whether that's, uh, you know, we're, we're dissatisfied with our life, our work. And it can be the toxin of ingratitude that is, is kind of messing with some things in our soul. Maybe it's anger, where small things trigger us and we blow up and we can't deal with it until we vent. It could be a toxin of of rage. Maybe it's like a, uh, maybe it's a state of, of vulgarity where, you know, your soul, I mean, we live in a world that is so sexualized. And, and I mean, you don't have to look far to be bombarded with all sorts of images and thoughts. And sometimes those things can get a little bit on the inside of us where our, our soul is in a state of being plagued by maybe it's, it's, it's sexual imagery or even just vulgar language that keeps popping into our mind. It, it's a symptom of saying, hey, maybe there's a detox that needs to take place there. It could be also critical, uh, another symptom is, is, uh, is, a, is a critical soul where you're always seeing something bad in, in, in the situation or in people or in what's going on. You're never seeing the good of what God is trying to do. It's a toxin 
of negativity. There's so many different symptoms, and I'm not going to, we could go all day of this, but all of these things go, uh, are things that can lead us away from our relationship with God with God. It can become a soul state that God is wanting to change in us. Now, I'm not saying this morning that if you have a bad day, I mean, we all have bad days, right? Like we all have a day that's just bad where you just get angry or the thoughts come into your mind. I'm not talking about having a, um, a bad day, you know, uh, uh, that this represents a day of your soul. But if this is the state of our soul, if this is like a long-term thing, then maybe God's going, hey, come on, there's another level I want you to rise to. Come on, I'm calling you up right now as Christians, as followers of Jesus, on the journey of being more like, more like him, going, all right, to take my next step, I need to look at my soul, look at where I'm at and go, cool, God, it's, it's been long enough. I'm done with having, uh, uh, feeling the way I do right now in my soul. Come on, I'm gonna let you just detox my soul. God. I'm gonna let you shift some things around, change some things around so I can get closer to you. And that's what we're going to talk about over this month. We're going to talk about just some keys on how we can detox our soul from all the things that are trying to uh, filter in so we can become more like God and follow Him more closely. And this morning, I want to give us two keys, okay? Two keys that are going to just help get us started on this journey. Is that cool? Are you with me this morning? Uh, I'm going to give you two keys, okay? Uh, and this can help us today. The first thing, if we want to get on uh, a soul detox, we want to just clear out some of the clutter in our souls, the first thing we got to do is we got to change our soul's diet. We've got to change our soul's diet. Now, we feed our bodies through what we put through our mouth. And possibly, if you have really young children, what they put up their nose, right? Like, it, it, it could be, there's a number of kind of orifices or ways into the body. Let's just put it that for, for feeding, though, for, for feeding our bodies, right? It's, it's through your, predominantly through your mouth. And we feed our body like that. And we can choose at any time when we want to feed our bodies. The difference with your soul is that we don't have a choice of when we feed our soul. We only have a choice of what we feed our soul. Because the way we feed our soul is through our eyes, our ears, and the thoughts we allow to go on in our, heart, uh, in our mind. The way we feed our soul, the way that toxins enter the body physically is through our mouth, but the way we, things enter our soul and nourish our soul is through our eyes, what we see, our ears, what we listen to, not just music, but conversations, everything like that, and our thoughts, what we allow to go on in our thoughts and play over and over, that is what feeds our soul and defines and sets the, the atmosphere or the, the state of our, of our soul. And so I, I got these things here. I mean, I have a lovely smorgasbord of, of food here. Now, just, just as a pure analogy, um, if, we, if I was to live off this stuff for a whole week, I've got um, lollies, I've got a Whopper Junior burger here um, that you can get for breakfast, apparently. So I picked up this morning, didn't eat it, and I'm just saying I was good. Um, it, I've got fries there that are falling over, I've got a Coke, I've got chocolate here as well, and I've got six nuggets. If I was to live, love the nuggets, right? If I was to live off this stuff for a week, how would I feel at the end of it? I would feel horrible, right? Like you would just feel, ugh, because you've, you've filled your body with, you know, all of this unhealthy stuff, you know, everything in moderation. I'm sure, I'm not saying you can never eat this stuff. This is not a dieting thing. Um, I'm just putting that out there. I'm gonna get like emails going, how dare you say I can't have my six nuggets. Look, I love chicken. Everyone loves chicken nuggets. But what I am saying is if you were to live off this stuff, you would feel horrible. You would feel horrible. But here's the thing that I find about many Christians is that we get to church 
on a Sunday, and I'm just going to use that because it's a regular point in our week that we can use as a reference point, we can get to say church every Sunday and wonder why we feel maybe a little bit spiritually malnourished, a little bit spiritually lethargic, a little bit spiritually weak, a little bit just uh, in my soul, a little bit dissatisfied. Maybe there's anger, maybe there's one of that whole list there, but we can get to our end of the week, get to a Sunday and, uh, and be in a service and wonder why we're feeling this way when all week we have been feeding our soul all of this kind of stuff. We've been allowing through our eyes and our ears a whole mix of just stuff that is just unhealthy. Like it's just not any good for us. It's not leading us towards God. It's leading us away from God. And so we get here and we absolutely feel disgusting. Now, Now, if this was youth ministry, we'd put this in a blender and we'd go, who wants to drink it? And there would be like six rows of kids that would be like, yeah! And they don't even need to know about the prize. They just, they're just happy to blend this thing up, right? Youth ministry 101, put it in a blender and everyone will love it. But this is what sometimes we wonder why we feel the way we do when that's the state of our soul. When that's what we've been feeding on all week. And we're like, God, I'm not feeling you in worship, so I'm just going to, you know, like, oh, God, I don't feel like praying for someone because I just, you know, I'm not feeling faith right now. Or, God, I'm going to stay in bed this morning and not go to church because I just, you know, like, I'm not trying to put anyone down. But we wonder why we feel that way. Well, of course we're going to feel that way. It doesn't make you a bad person, but it just is a pointer to go, maybe that's the state of our soul. We've been feeding on all this stuff. We've been feeding on all this stuff. And God's like, come on. It's time for a detox. It's time to get, that's disgusting. It's time to get some of this stuff out. Stop feeding on this kind of stuff and start feeding on the things that you need to be feeding. We've got to change our soul's diet. We've got to change what's coming in through our eyes, our ears, and our thoughts. Hey, what are the things you're feeding your soul? What are the things you're looking at during the week? What are the things you're listening to or hearing in conversation? What are the thoughts that are bouncing around your head? Maybe some of us this week, we've got to just take note of that and actually give some time to it and maybe write some notes on your phone or, or write them down in a, in a journal if that's your thing uh, to go, these are kind of the thoughts. Yes, that explains why I feel so much like that in my soul. Are your thoughts or visuals or what you're listening to, are they drawing you closer to God or away from God? Because if we want to begin a soul detox and clear out the toxins, then we've got to find the things that are feeding our soul in a negative way and replace them with the things that are beneficial. That's why the Bible says in Colossians 3, 2, think about the things of heaven, not about the things of earth. Now, that's not saying, obviously, that we think about what heaven's like. It's saying the things of God, the things that pertain to God and the kingdom of God. Set your mind on those things. Set your eyes on those things. Set your ears on those things. Not on the things of earth because they feed our souls. Hey, maybe we've got to begin feeding our souls just a little bit more or change our diet when it comes to the Word of God. You know, this is just a great example. The Word of God is just so powerful to feed on. The Scriptures say this in, uh, in Psalm 119, 103. How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. 
Jeremiah 15 to 16 says this, when I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord, God of heaven's armies. Now, obviously, it's speaking metaphorically here, but I do find it interesting that there are many references in the Bible that liken reading the word of God as devouring something for the soul. It's a very common theme. It's like sweetness, not for the body, but for the soul. Because it changes your diet. You, you begin to get your mind on heaven's things, not on earth's things. First thing we've got to do, if we want to detox, hey, how can we begin to change our diet? Maybe we need to replace screen time with scripture time. You know, just, just as a thought, I'm not saying we can never watch Netflix or, I mean, we're giving away Netflix voucher. At, you know, it's kind of like con- contradicting my message right now uh, for the YA night, but uh, but what I am saying is, like, it's, it's about the getting the right balance. What are you feeding yourself on? Yeah. Maybe we need to replace radio in the car with a podcast message or, or worship. Uh, maybe we've got to replace entertainment with the presence of God. Yeah. Hey, whatever it is, I'm not here to go, well, this thing's bad, that show's bad, this music's bad. Look, the Holy Spirit will set the bar for you. What's important is that we as the people of God are obedient to what yeah. He says, right? He will set the bar. I trust him enough and I trust the word of God enough that he will set the bar as we do that. And you've got, we've got to be the kind of people that just say, yes, God, if that's what you're saying is a toxin, then cool. My friends might still be able to watch it. I might not be able to watch it. That's okay. Because I'm different in my soul makeup in, in many ways to them. And so God, if that's the bar you set, then that's fine. What toxins do you think the Holy Spirit is asking us this week to begin to cut out? And here's the second thing, real quick, is that we've got to give our soul some exercise. So if we want to begin the detox process, clearing the heart, getting closer to God, it's changing our diet, our soul's diet, but also giving our soul some exercise. See, the whole goal of this is not to become a more spiritual Christian, it's to become a more effective Christian. It really is. It's to become more like Jesus and do the things He's called us to do. So an integral part of this is doing, giving our soul some exercise taking some time maybe out of our day to pray, taking a day or a morning or an afternoon to fast, exercising the soul, taking a night out of the week, maybe just to invite someone over for dinner, just to love on them and to exercise that part of our soul again, the people part of soul, where sometimes because of the state of our soul, we block everyone out and we sit in our own world, right? And some of the, one of the best ways to exercise that is just to push past the discomfort of allowing people back in. Just to exercise that. Love on people that maybe you wouldn't normally get around for dinner. <laughs> if you get an invite this week, it's not because they don't normally like you, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying that, okay? I'm not saying that. <laughs> Disclaimer central right here. Maybe it's getting connected to a life group where you can grow with and care for somebody else. Because the state of your soul has stopped you from really giving of yourself to others. And so part of the detoxes and getting rid of that is allowing your heart to love someone again and care for someone again and invest in someone else as a disciple who makes disciples because Jesus gave the great commission to all of us, not just to some of us. Maybe it's doing something generous or kind, paying for someone's lunch or blessing someone at work just because. It could be volunteering on one of the teams at church. Whatever it is, don't wait until you feel like your soul is healthy before you become active. Spiritual or or soul activity is part of the process of health. You don't wait to get fit before you exercise. It's the exercise that causes you to get fit. 
to get in shape, to get stronger. And it's the same with our soul. It's changing our soul's diet and then beginning to exercise it together. Hey, when we change these two things, I believe we're going to begin on a journey of transformation and of getting closer to God. I'm praying that over this month, people will feel freer. There's nothing worse than when you feel bound and you don't know why. I believe God wants us to, just to rise to another level of freedom that He has for us. I believe in that there's going to be more passion, uh, a more sense of being alive, and it will flow into every area of our life. I pray it flows into our marriages, into our families, our workplace, our relationship with God. And this week, church, can we take that time to just focus in and go, God, what are the toxins you want to start removing? And I'm going to make some changes in my heart and allow you to do that. Right across this place, why don't we close our eyes and let's pray together. Father, I thank you uh, for today. Thank you for this word. Lord, it's a... If we're, if we're honest, God, for all of us, it is a, it is a uh, confronting word. It is, Jesus, because you really, there's no hiding with this. There's no like, oh, well, with this excuse or that justification. Jesus, you really do diagnose our hearts here. But I know that you do it because you truly, genuinely love us. As your children, as sons and daughters of the Most High God, you don't want us to stay where we are. You love us too much to leave us where we are. You have such a, 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 a great plan for us and a great future for every person here. Lord, I thank you that even in the midst of, of the challenge, God, there is great encouragement coming to people because you have so much more for all of us, myself included. You have so much more. So much more that you're calling us to rise through. So much more that you have for us. So much more that you want to show us about yourself and about what we're called to do. There's so much more. And I just pray right now, God, that over every person here this week, Holy Spirit, you would just begin to speak in a greater way. Begin to speak clearly. Make it super clear because sometimes, God, it can be hard to hear or know what, what you're saying. Make it very clear, Holy Spirit, we ask that if there are any things, any toxins in our heart, any states of our heart that need to shift, if it's bitterness or anger or uh, uh, lust and, and, and vulgar thinking, God, or you know, um, insecurity or disappointment or doubt, whatever it might be, God, begin to reveal that to us so that we can, through the Holy Spirit, begin to change. Help us, Lord, to know which things we're going to cut out that we're feeding ourselves, Lord, and which things, Lord, we need to uh, bring in to replace that. Help us, Lord, to know what steps to take with exercising our faith, whether it is life group or serving or uh, loving on someone or being generous. God, we pray that you will speak clearly to every person here. We thank you for this in Jesus' name.